Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up, sports fans? My name is Jake Azuski. You can call me Jake Iggy or Iggy for short. This is Iggy's Sports Talk. So this is the second hour of episode 25. And I have a very special guest on the show with me today. His name is Dennis Ackerman. And he is a host of Raiders Podcast on Believe Network. And he is also an announcer for Fox Sports West. So right now we are going to listen into Dennis and I's conversation about what his thoughts have been so far of how the Raiders have performed in 2020 and also a little bit recapping week seven of the NFL. So let's listen into that right now. Obviously, uh, how John Gruden's tenure in Oakland or now Las Vegas didn't really start off how most Raiders fans expected. But I just wanted to hear thoughts first about what was your reaction to John Gruden just getting hired in general? Well, I think it was like the prodigal son was coming back home. You know, his first tenure uh, was from 1998 to 2002, and he had turned the franchise around they were kind of stuck in this abyss the previous couple of seasons. They had missed the playoffs. Um, they finished 4-12 the year prior to him arriving in 98. He went 8-8 his first two years. And then in year three, he took him to the AFC Championship game. Uh, year four, uh, they went to the AFC Divisional game. And you're quite aware what happened in that game, the tough rule game against the Patriots. And then that was Gruden's final game. Uh, in his first tenure, uh, the offseason was traded to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and I think a lot of people were surprised by that. I thought they believed a lot of Raider Nation believed that he was going to be back. Uh, it was a love affair between Groot and his fan base. Uh, no give fans buts about that. And when he came back, I think there was a uh, you know approval from Raider Nation. I know owner Mark Davis had been after Groot for quite some time. You know, he reportedly gave him a 10-year, $100 million offer. That's never been confirmed, but that's those were the numbers that were being thrown about when Gruden came back for his second tenure. And, you know, it's it's still a work in progress, I would say. The first year they go 4-12, and 12, he pretty much gutted the roster and got rid of GM Reggie McKenzie, and they went 7-9 uh, and nine last year. They could have been 9-7. There were a couple games uh, that could have went either way. Unfortunately, they broke the other way for the Raiders. And then right now, they're sitting at 3-3. Three and three. And a lot, 10 weeks to go in the season. Uh, a lot of things can happen. We're coming off a, a tough, ugly loss to the Bucks on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, it's... For the Raiders, just so far this season, they, they've been, quite honestly, one of the most surprising teams uh, in the entire NFL, um, mainly based uh, the expectations people had at the start of the season. But the main person sort of that you brought up uh, a little bit earlier was Derek Carr. He's been one of the most surprising players uh, so far throughout this NFL season. Well, I think you say surprising. I mean, they're 3-3. Three and three. And if you looked at their schedule before the season began, I think two and four, maybe three and three. Uh, when I looked at the schedule before the season began, I said, okay, if everything goes right, they could possibly be 10 and six and grab a wild card spot. you got to remember, there's seven teams now from each conference that make the playoffs instead of six, so they've added one for each conference. Right. They had big wins against the Saints, and that was on, you know, uh, Monday night. They had a big win, obviously, against the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, but then they look terrible 
on Sunday. They lost to the you know, Buffalo Bills earlier at home. So, you know, they've had a couple good wins, obviously, and then they've had a couple, you know, disappointing all-state losses. Now, there's 10 weeks to go in the season, and it's a favorable schedule. I mean, they still got most of their division games. They still play the Colts. They still play the Dolphins. And they have the Falcons. So, could they still go 10-6? and six? Yeah, it's possible. Could they still go 7-9? and nine? Absolutely. It seems a work in progress right now. Derek Carr, uh, as you mentioned, has been a prime spot. I think he has played very well. Uh, he's completing over 70% of his passes. He has a few more weapons now at his disposal as well. Henry runs the third. Um, I'd like to see them get involved in the offense a little bit more, but his receiving core is definitely better than what it was a year ago. Right. The running game, not quite as uh, functioning as well as it did last year. Carr has been the mainstay on the offense. He's thrown a couple picks the last couple of weeks, but uh, he's played very well. I don't think Raider Nation can, should have any complaints about his performance so far this season. I would say he's probably the team's MVP through the first six weeks. Yeah, I, I, I got to completely agree with you. J- just a few stats. I mean, you, you brought up the career high completion percentage of 72%, but his quarterback rating is also up 15 points and his touchdown percentage is up 2.2%. J- that would, just those few numbers, especially the quarterback rating, it really shows how much more consistent uh, and also efficient Derek Carr has been. And he's really sort of minimized a lot of those mistakes that he started uh, sort of made uh, in the beginning of his career. Uh, do you agree with that? I do. And I think one of the bigger things that he's doing this year, he's not checking down as much. He's trying to let the play develop instead of giving off on it so quickly. It's not mm-hmm. one read and then dump it off. And he's also been doing a good job of extending the play with his legs. That's something that John Gruden has been imploring him to do. And he's done it very well so far this year. And another interesting stat, he's throwing – Two touchdowns or more in five straight games. That's wow. the first time he's ever done that in his career. So his overall game uh, has improved dramatically. And the other thing he's doing, I don't know if this was stemmed from his injury at the end of the 2016 season when he broke his ankle. After that, he appeared to get very jittery in the pocket when there was pressure on him. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that this season. He stood in the pocket. He's taken some big hits. He scrambled when he's had to for some first downs. So he's got a much better pocket presence this season. I got to completely agree with you on that. Uh, he just seems a lot more comfortable, kind of like kind of like you said, um, in that pocket. And something where and another player that does that a lot is like Baker Mayfield. And, that, and that's one of the biggest reasons why he throws so many interceptions and makes so many mistakes, in my opinion, is because he gets so nervous and jittery in the pocket. Yeah, I mean, one of the things is like you have got to be able to hang in there uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is great. He's wonderful at doing that. He hangs in the pocket. He moves when he needs to. Uh, you know, he doesn't, he's not like Russell Wilson who will take off and run. But Rodgers is more of a pocket passer. But, you know, it's also, hey, there's a lot of big, big linemen coming at you. And, you know, sometimes you can get a little jittery. It happens to the best of them. But uh, Carr has definitely done a better job of having much better pocket presence this season. I completely agree. I, I was going to ask you, though, because especially when uh, Gruden first joined the Raiders, especially just because 
I'm, I'm guessing because this was his job title in ESPN. He was he was the quarterback guru, but everybody was calling for Derek Carr either to be traded, released, just just kicked off the Raiders roster. It seemed like right when Gruden got hired. And even uh, during the draft, when Kyler Murray got drafted number one, I remember very vividly that many people believed that John Gruden and the Raiders would be a team that would draft or trade up to try and draft Kyler Murray. So over these last, you know, three to four years when Gruden uh, has been the head coach, have you been nervous that Derek Carr could potentially be traded or something like that or replaced with another quarterback? Even to this year, remember they brought in Marcus Mariota, True. Uh, free agent, played with the Titans, or number two overall pick. They said, oh, he's going to challenge Derek Carr. He's going to push Carr to be better. And if Carr falters early on, then Mariota, the job's going to be his. Well, Carr has not faltered, uh, not at all. As we talked about earlier, he's having his best season of his career. And yeah, there were rumors out there that the Raiders could be taking Kyler Murray. Uh, they never came to fruition, obviously, as a Cardinals maybe the number one pick, but you know, there's been a lot of talk since you know 2017 about replacing Derek Carr. And, you know, I'll give the guy credit. He, he has stood in there. He has taken his lumps. He hears it from the fans. You know, he does. He hears it from the media. Um, I think it's taken a little bit of time for him and John Groot to get on the same page. But you know, Groot, he loves quarterbacks. He always has. In Tampa, you, you know, bringing six, seven quarterbacks to training camp. Uh, with the Raiders, his first tenure, he found Rich Gannon, and he fell in love with Gannon. And, uh, Gannon's best four years of his career uh, were under John Gruden. So, you know, Gruden is a quarterback guru. He has his things that he likes, and he wants his quarterbacks uh, to perform at a certain level. I don't know if it's ever going to be good enough for Gruden's taste, but he's hard on quarterbacks. He really is. But I think Carr has done everything that Gruden has asked him to this season. I, I agree. I mean, it seemed like, especially during the first one to two years, we saw a lot of arguments on the sidelines. And maybe this was just the media really trying to focus and paint the picture that Gruden and Carr didn't have a good relationship just for the whole story factor of it. But I got to agree with you. It seems like that now that they're more on the same page. And I, I did completely forget about that they signed Marcus Mariota as the backup quarterback. It's funny. I, I completely forgot that he was even in the league just because you haven't heard his name in over a year and a half. Um, but it is funny. I, I do I do smile and chuckle a little bit when you uh, call Gruden a uh, quarterback guru because I completely agree. But I just think about him signing Nathan Peterman, uh, the interception king, uh, to the Raiders. Uh, he was the backup quarterback as Mariota. Excuse me, I beg your pardon. He was on uh, the injured list, so Mariota's now the backup. But, uh, yeah, Peterman actually, they were really impressed with him last year in the preseason, and they thought he was going to be the number two quarterback. And he ended up going on IR for the season. I believe he had an elbow injury. So, yeah, it wasn't Peterman who had, like, a five-interception game yeah. at the L.A. Chargers a few years ago. <laughs> I think they all came in the first half, so... I think a lot of Raider Nation was like, why are we signing Nathan Peterman? This guy completes a lot of passes, but he completes them to the other teams. Right. So, but, you know, he's so good uh, when he's had the opportunities to perform. I know it's the preseason, but, you know, still, you got to go with the eye, what the eye tells you. 100%. I mean, especially when you haven't seen Nathan, P- Nathan Peterman since, like, 2015, the, the preseason is the only way they're able to make any assessment. But, uh, 
right now, it's you know the backup is to is Marcus Mariota, but I don't think anybody's going to come in right now and replace Derek Carr unless Derek Carr gets hurt, and that's the only way we're going to see somebody other than Carr uh, under center for the Raiders moving forward this season. And, you know, like I said, the way Carr has performed, I mean, there's no reason to think otherwise that he will not be back in 2021 as a Raiders starting quarterback either. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Well, there, the Raiders are going to be playing the Chiefs on November 22nd, and we got a rematch to one of the best games, in my opinion, uh, just the biggest upset uh, so far this NFL season. Are you excited for that game, and what do you think the outcome will be uh, on November 22nd? Well, if you would ask me, was I excited about that game? Following the first time the two met, I would have said yes, because you're right, it was a great game. Uh, that game had that stadium and that franchise, the Chiefs uh, Arrowhead Stadium, has been a house of horrors uh, for the Raiders and for Derek Carr. The Raiders have lost seven in a row there. Derek Carr had never won in Kansas City. Uh, he was 0 for 6. And that game early looked like it was going to go south. Carr had just thrown an interception. The Raiders went down 14 to 3. And you're like, oh boy, here we go again. But the Raiders uh, showed a lot of will. I was very impressed. They kept coming back. And the second half of that game, the Raiders' defense actually played its best football of the season because that defense has been. Uh, an absolute disaster so far. In my podcast, I gave them an F for Sunday's performance, and I gave them an overall F for the season so far through the first six games. But offensively, uh, that game was wonderful for the Raiders. It was air grooved in the first half. Uh, Carr aired it out. He had Henry Ruggs for a long touchdown pass, along with Nelson Aguilar. And in the second half, Gruden went to the uh, ground and pound with Josh Jacobs, and it was a perfect formula for a you know a forty to thirty two win. So. Um, I don't think the Chiefs, however, uh, are playing their best football yet. I expect them to get better and better, which is kind of scary, you know, for the rest of the NFL. So we'll see. The good thing is that game uh, is in Vegas. So I guess you can call it a home field advantage. I've said that empty stadiums, it's almost like a neutral site game. The only advantage is one team is traveling and the other is not. But uh, look, it's a great rivalry. Uh, I can remember back from the, from the mid-70s, and it has been for a long time. At one point, the Raiders dominated, and the Chiefs dominated in the 80s when, when Marty Schottenheimer came aboard, and then Marcus Allen was, you know, went from the Raiders to the Chiefs, so that only added to the rivalry. So it's been a great one for a long time. Uh, always look forward to a uh, Raiders-Chiefs matchup. I mean, it was, it was a matchup where most sports bettors and just NFL fans in general kind of gave the Chiefs the W before the season even, or, excuse me, before the game even started. And it was something where just watching it with my friends, I, I did, I did really give so much praise to Derek Carr on how well he has improved because I, I mean that was just a perfect representation on the improvement that the Raiders have had over the last two seasons. People in their survivor pools probably took the Chiefs that win that weekend, thinking this game is a lot for Kansas City. But, you know, uh, the Raiders did a good job of mixing things up. And I go back to, you know, you and I talked uh, earlier, and I said Carr's done a great job uh, with his legs extending plays. And if you think back to the end of that, the last drive, the Raiders had to run out the clock. They had, there was three minutes, I think, and 54 seconds left. They were led by eight. And on a fourth and one from the Kansas City 43, Derek Carr did a quarterback sneak for a first down to ice the game. Uh, and, and, you know, that's an example 
uh, Gruden trusting Carr and the offense, something I'm not sure he would have done maybe last year or 2018, but it was a case of point where we're going to be aggressive. You know, we don't want to give the ball back to Kansas City. We think we can get this yard. We think we can do it with Derek Carr in a one-yard seat. But, yeah, Carr was fantastic in that first half. I believe he threw for almost 300 yards in the first half, and he finished with well over 300 uh, for the game. But, like I said, he's got a lot more weapons now. Henry Ruggs the third. Uh, Hunter Renfro is a fantastic possession receiver out of Clemson. And... Uh, Nelson Aguilar, who came over from the Eagles, I know a lot of people said uh, in Philadelphia he had cases of the dropsies constantly, but have not seen that out of him so far for the Raiders. He's been fantastic along with tight end Darren Waller. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. The The offense for the Raiders has drastically improved. And I, I bet I bet those weapons have given Derek Carr a lot less anxiety uh, to throw the football. Um, because, I, I mean, as most people have been preaching about my Patriots and Cam Newton, he's super nervous to throw that football because he barely has any weapons. Yeah, we have a lot more weapons. I mean, like Darren Waller, you can make the argument he's one of the top tight ends probably. Him and Travis Kelsey uh, from the Kansas City Chiefs. Waller is a uh, former wide receiver, but they converted him into a tight end. Last year, he caught almost 100 passes for over 1,200 yards and then just picked up right where he left off a year ago. And then Henry Ruggs III, he was the first wide receiver taken in this year's draft out of Alabama. He missed a couple of games, but he had a long touchdown reception against the Chiefs. He only had two receptions on Sunday against Tampa Bay, and he also rushed uh, one time for 10 yards. I'd like to see them do a more concerted effort of getting him involved early in the offense and often as well because they drafted him to be their Tyree Hill, and I, he has that kind of speed. And he can be that kind of game changer. Now they have to get him more involved. Um, there's also been some issues, though, on the offensive line. They've been missing left guard, Richie Incognito. I think he only played two games so far. I think he left in the second game. Achilles injury against the Saints. Now he is due back. Um, starting right tackle Trent Brown was bothered with a calf injury throughout training camp. Uh, the season opener against the Panthers, he played three snaps. He finally returned against Kansas City, but then he missed his last week's game after testing positive for COVID-19. Now he is asymptomatic, so they do hope to get him back. So the offensive line has kind of been a work in progress. Now, when it's completely healthy, I think it's one of the best in football. And mm-hmm. I think that gives Carr a lot of confidence just to sit back in the pocket and dissect the defense. But they haven't had their full complementary of offensive linemen for one game yet. So that's something moving forward. Hopefully they can get healthy. And I think it will make their offense even better. Right, and we, we both know how, how important an offensive line is, not only for uh, a quarterback's uh perspective but also running back as well and you you guys need uh, Josh Jacobs can get any help that he can get to be able to help him perform as well as possible well, I made the case last year he didn't miss three out of the last four games he excuse me he would have been offensive rookie of the year I thought he deserved it I know it went to Kyler Murray uh, quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals but I think he definitely could have made the case uh, for Jacobs rushing for about 1200 yards uh, and missing three out of the last four games. This year, I think, you know, the issues along the offensive line, I think they impacted the Raiders' running game more so than the passing game because Jacobs is only averaging 3.4 yards a carry, and that's way below what he averaged last year. It's almost a full yard 
below. So wow. he struggled in the running game. Like on Sunday, Jacobs had just 17 yards on 10 carries. And Gruden likes to be balanced. Mm-hmm. He wants to be 50-50. And when he can't be 50-50, that doesn't bode well for them. They ended up running the ball only 24 times and passing at 36. I mean, in a perfect world, Gruden's throwing it 30 times and he's running it 30 times. So when the Raiders become one-dimensional, they're not as effective offensively as they would like to be. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, and and it it sort of uh, helps confuse the defense not knowing exactly what is coming. Uh, but but before I let you go, Dennis, I did want to ask you about a recent signing that happened this past week to I bet Raiders Nation's favorite player and wide receiver, in Antonio Brown. I wanted to hear thoughts on him signing with the Buccaneers. Oh, I think that was a it came as a little bit of a surprise to me. I mean. I know Tampa's got a lot of offensive weapons, but however, I do know they're also uh, dealing with some injuries. And wide receiver Mike Evans, he's been hobbled by an ankle injury since week four. They lost their talented tight end O.J. Howard for the season. Uh, Chris Godwin had surgery on a broken finger. He's likely to miss Monday night's game against the Giants, though. I think we can all miss that one. We know what the outcome of that one's going to be. So, um, but, you know, they also have... Two great running backs as well, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. Brady's having an unbelievable season. You know, he's thrown nearly 2,000 yards, 18 touchdowns. And this is just another weapon for him. We know Antonio's talent on the field. There is no if, ands, buts about that. But what are you getting in the locker room? Yep. They've got good chemistry right now. I mean, if you ask me, they're the best team in the NFC. Big offense, and they arguably have the best defense in the NFL. And so, I know that earlier, Bruce Arians, their head coach, came out and said, look, we owe it to our organization, we owe it to our fans to try to put the best product out there, to try to, you know, acquire as much talent as we can. But I I don't know. I mean, everybody knows uh, the issues that he had with the Raiders. He goes to the Patriots. They let it go. So, what kind of guy are you getting? Is this somebody who's learned his lessons? I don't know. I mean, you thought everything he's been through – he would have. So it's a gamble. I mean, this could blow up in their face or it could look like a great signing and he could fit it very well. It's a cliche, but time will tell. Right. I, I mean, it's something where Antonio Brown, he's the only one that can change. Everybody else around him can sort of do everything that they can to help him, but he's the only one that can actually change his behavior and his actions. Well, Dennis, I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking some Raiders as well as some week seven. Uh, Everybody who is listening right now, go over and listen to Dennis's podcast. It's over on Believe Network and it's called the Raiders podcast. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Thanks so much. Absolutely. I definitely got to have you on soon. But I hope you have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.